welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and we are so excited. We have today one of the queens of Hallmark here on the podcast. <laughs> we are so delighted to have actress Alicia Witt here. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, what we like to do when we have a guest on the podcast is give you a chance to introduce yourself and since you've started so young, uh, what, uh, how did you end up getting involved in acting and uh, how did you, how you were able to kind of maintain your, your interest and enthusiasm in the, in the career? I owe it all to David Lynch. And even before that, um, I guess I owe it to a show called That's Incredible, which used to be on in the very early 80s. Uh, I had appeared on that show when I was five doing a scene from Shakespeare and I wasn't uh, certainly at that age and my parents didn't have any idea about me becoming a professional actor it was really just all in good fun I happened to be really good with language and I learned this scene and I had it memorized and I ended up on this show doing it and then two years later the casting director for the movie Dune that David Lynch directed was searching for a child to play this character that was supposed to have been born with the wisdom of generations before her. And so she was a bit of a freak because she could speak in full sentences and just had this enormous vocabulary and was basically an adult in a very tiny body. So she called That's Incredible to see if they had any ideas after having auditioned girls for a while and they sent her my tape and I ended up going to New York and auditioning and getting the part. Mm -hmm. I was seven by this point. Um, and so I just was on my knees under the gown that my character wore to look like I was a little younger. And, oh, interesting. And David Lynch just changed my life because he was such a great role model. He showed me how to um, how to keep cool and how to be a great leader for a, a large group of people. And, um, and just, I think he set the tone for how you're supposed to behave on a set. And if that experience hadn't been as beautiful as it was for me as a child, I'm sure I wouldn't have wanted to keep doing it for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But as it was, I just kind of instantly knew that I was home. I vividly remember setting foot on the set for the first time when they weren't even done building it yet, just coming in for a wardrobe fitting. And I just had this feeling that this is what I was supposed to do forever. So was the That's Incredible show, was that filmed nearby? You were from New England originally, right? Yeah, That's Incredible was filmed in Hollywood. But yeah, I grew up in Worcester, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So you just happened to hear about something? You went out to California or how did that work? <laughs> it's a little more complicated. It's, <laughs> it's just, I feel so silly talking about myself as a, a tiny child. Yeah, but what happened even before this is my mom was kind of bragging on me and she she was a reading teacher and she had quit teaching to raise me and teach me at home uh -huh. and then my brother after me. And 
when she realized that I was advanced in reading, she sent some photos my dad had taken into Good Housekeeping magazine. Oh, wow. And she sent them under the guise of just a fan letter to the magazine about how much she enjoyed it. But then she included (laughs) these photos of her three-year-old daughter reading the magazine. And she said, by the way, my three-year-old enjoys it too. And she's not just looking at the pictures, she's reading it. And of course that got their attention. And then they ended up doing a little story on me. And then that's what That's Incredible saw. That's really cute. So that's how I ended up on That's Incredible. They called and had me on the show. (laughs) That's really cool. So are you excited for the new Dune coming out next year? I can't wait to see it. I'm so curious. Uh Um, I love Timothy Chalamet and I, I think, I think he's going to be a fantastic Paul Atreides Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm so excited to see all of it. Yeah. That's really cool. So uh, a lot of people might not know, but your first Hallmark movie wasn't a Christmas movie. It was was Backyard (laughs) Wedding. And so I'm curious, how did you become involved with Hallmark and, and get started with that? Backyard Wedding happened. um, I don't honestly know how it came about. It, it just kind of was one of those things. I was working on the show Friday Night Lights Mm-hmm. And the offer came in to do Backyard Wedding. And I read the script and I fell in love with it. And I ended up flying back and forth between LA and Austin to to make it work. And and I, I loved the experience. And I think that was 2009, if I'm not mistaken, no, or something like right. that, 2010. Mm-hmm. And then... A couple of years at least went by, and at the time that I got the offer for A Very Merry Mix-Up, it wasn't officially a Hallmark movie, so it just came in as this really special script, and I, I made it as an independent Christmas movie, having no idea that Hallmark would end up buying it, and, and oh, that was the one that kind of started the whole thing for me mm-hmm. and then um, I bonded with Bill Abbott over our mutual love of the New England Patriots <laughs> <laughs> and because um, he went to school in Worcester Massachusetts where I grew up I didn't realize so, that about um, very merry mix-up that it, you it was independent the you uh, the, and then that was purchased acquired by Hallmark yes. interesting yeah yeah. yeah, I know because there were other films that were made with that same production company mm-hmm. in that same little chunk of production that went to other networks. So it's really just a, ironically, given the subject matter of, of Very very Merry Mix-Up, um, it was all a twist of fate that led to it being this movie that would kind of change my life in a way yeah. because since that movie aired... I've made a Hallmark Christmas movie every year and our Christmas love song will be my seventh Hallmark yeah. Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of become a Yuletide tradition for you that always it have a hundred percent has. Yeah. I've looked forward to making them so 
so much mm -hmm. because I mean, as much fun as I know they are to watch, they're also that much fun to make. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go to some dark, twisted place to create these characters. There, right. There's always going to be a happy ending and there's usually a romance. And of course, there's all the Christmas decorations and the good <laughs> feelings that come along with the holiday. Sure. And usually we get to celebrate quite a few months before the actual Christmas itself comes around. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you, is it sometimes hard doing these movies in <laughs> July? <laughs> you know, um, most of mine, for whatever reason, have not filmed in July. They've, there was one that I filmed that started in August that was uh -huh. pretty hot, yeah. but for whatever reason, they've tended to be either early in the year when it's still cold or more September, October when it's starting to get a little crisp. Yeah. That's good. You're well, obviously the queen, one of the Queens of Hallmark gets, uh, gets, gets <laughs> better weather. So that's great. That's great. Oh, maybe, maybe that's why it's happening that way. I don't know. Uh, I like the thought of that though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we should go with that, but, uh, okay. yeah. Um, so yeah, what, it seems like to me that you always try to bring some physical comedy and some humor <laughs> into your roles uh, for Hallmark, which I really appreciate because some of the other uh, actors, and appropriately so, depending on the script, uh, that they take them very seriously. Um, and I can always count on to get some laughs uh, in an Alicia Witt movie. And so I, I look forward Thank to that. Thank you. Thank you. Is that something well, you think really about? Nice to hear. Yes. I. I guess because when I made Very Merry Mix-Up and that one has so much of that mm -hmm. kind of goofiness and there is some physical comedy, but just there's a kind of left of centeredness about it that I feel made it, made it seem a little different. It's almost mm -hmm. like there's a magic dust over that movie to me. And I, I took that as a sign that I should try and bring a little bit of that to every Hallmark Christmas movie that I'm asked to do. Mm -hmm. And I, it's something I love doing. And I've been encouraged, for example, when I improvise something really stupid, funny, like, mm -hmm. I, I don't mean that I'm a great comedian. I just mean it's literally stupid humor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the kind of humor that makes me laugh because it's so dumb. Uh -huh. um, like, like an improvised line. Um, for example, there's a moment in Christmas list when my mom has just arrived at my doorstep and I didn't really want her there. I wanted to yeah. have a little alone time in the woods and she walks away to go to quote unquote her room, even though she doesn't have a room. And I think the line I improvised was, you don't have a room. You don't live here. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I said in another take, how can I miss you if you won't go away? Yeah. <laughs> um, just stuff like that, yeah. that to me, that makes me laugh really hard. And mm -hmm. I've always, I've been really honored that most of the time those end up making the final cut. Yeah. So those are usually just fun little things I yeah. throw in. 
Well, I think it makes a big difference. And I'm glad that you mentioned the Christmas <laughs> list because I think it is one of the most underrated Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm not just saying that because you are on the podcast. I really do because I think that it, it's such a good example of having a character with a very clear motivation. Like she's not just randomly doing Christmas stuff. Like she's doing it because she found this list and she realizes that she has turned into her mother, which is the whole reason she made the list is she didn't want to right. turn into her mother. <laughs> and so she has like a clear objective and a clear motivation for doing all this stuff and like having this somewhat breakdown. And I also think it has one of the best wrong guys in Peter Benson and just I like love him. his, he's great. Definitely. But also yeah. like his, his responses are very logical and make sense for his character. Right. And so you're not just like, wow, this is some horrible, like horrible, uh, bad man of business, which can be fun. But, uh, he, he, you know, he'll wear the shirt. He's, he's trying, but it's just not, <laughs> not the one. <laughs> I love that you appreciate that movie so much. Yeah. And, you know, that movie meant a lot to me because as someone that was homeschooled and and then moved to L.A. when I was basically 14 and then moved for good when I was 16, I just had such a strange, everything about the, the, um, the formalities of my life have been different than what most people have experienced and there's a lot of those things that are on that list that my character had in that movie that I myself had never done for example I still haven't made a gingerbread house and I really want to do that this year <laughs> we need to make that happen somehow <laughs> that would be fun yeah yeah because uh, it just seems like after seven Christmas movies, you have to have made a, a gingerbread house. We need to work on it. I know. That's really I know. Funny. I believe this year might be the year. I think <laughs> there's going to be a gingerbread house making party at my friend Fran's in oh, Nashville. Good. And pretty sure I'll be in town for it. So <laughs> I can cross that off my oh, own Christmas good. list. That's good. We'd like to take a second from our interview with Alicia and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are glamour jewelry box and now you can get five dollars off on your first month subscription you go to glamourjewelrybox.com use code hallmarkies during checkout and every month you get with glamour jewelry box a set of earrings a necklace and a bracelet and what they try to do is they try to have something that's affordable and that has uh trendy that's stylish but it's not like garish or weird or anything like that like some treads could be this is something that will really help you stand out uh and at those holiday parties those other things where you want something unique uh, but you don't want anything like too weird as like i said and so it's a really great service you get perfect jewelry pieces for that will enhance any outfit for work dinner parties or the night out so definitely uh take a look at glamour jewelry box right now you can save five dollars off on your first month subscription go to glamourjewelrybox.com use code hallmarkies yeah you it was nice because <laughs> you and Gabe Hogan, gabriel hogan had worked in the past on christmas cartwright so you had a, you had easy chemistry for the christmas list which i think made it yeah. really nice and I don't know. I just, I just Thank think it's, you. and plus his mom was on that movie, which is nice. 
I know. And, you know, <laughs> she had been in a very merry mix-up, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> she played the right mother, the one who was the mother of the guy that I thought was my fiance's brother, but who's actually the woman who's meant to be my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. So if people haven't seen the Christmas list, watch it. It's really good. And I, I think <laughs> one of the better, it's just as far as pure writing, I think it's really well written and, uh, and you guys do a, a really good job with it. And, uh, but uh, I'm not ready for Christmas was the first time that I think we as Hallmarkies were sort of introduced to your music because you yeah. have a song <laughs> that was in the, yeah, thank so you. <laughs> and yeah, I was just wondering about your music. Was that something you were always interested in or, uh, as a, even as a child or how did that whole side of your career develop? I always, from the time I started playing piano, which was when I was seven, I always thought that I would make and release my own music. But it's just one of those things that it took me a little longer to actually get brave enough to start doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I was 32 and I just had this realization that the time was now and I, I didn't have any regrets about not doing it earlier, but I also realized, hang on a second, if I don't actually make music and write every day and create the songs that I've always dreamed of playing, then they won't exist and I won't be able to play them and nobody will hear them <laughs> except in my living room. And, and then something clicked and then the songs started pouring out and I couldn't really stop them. And then at the same time, as I started writing pretty much every day, all these different people started coming into my life who were musicians and would invite me to sit in with them or play a song of my own during their set. And I, um, I just, I felt like that was kind of the thing that was missing and once I started making music regularly, I realized that I, I felt like I was actually more fulfilled as an actor too. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it wasn't like I was tying one arm behind my back mm-hmm. in a way. So did you I think that making music made everything better? Yeah. So did you write the song and then submit it to Hallmark or did they come to you or how did that all work? So I had written, I'm not ready for Christmas <laughs> after I had filmed three Christmas movies in one year. And one of those was a very merry mix up. Um, I wrote it sort of as a joke. I think it was around October and people started saying, so what are you doing for Christmas? And I had started the year filming a Medea Christmas with Tyler Perry. And then I had filmed A Very Merry Mix-Up in March. And then I made another movie called A Snow Globe Christmas, which ended up at Lifetime. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I went from having never made a Christmas movie to having made three of them. And I felt like I'd literally gone from last year's Christmas straight through the year with a sea of Christmas lights. (laughs) And then people started saying, so are you ready for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? And... And I, I kind of was like, I'm not ready for Christmas. Yeah. I've been celebrating it like, for 10 overload. months now. 
Yeah, and I love Christmas, but I wrote that song totally as a joke, but also thinking there is no real lighthearted and festive sounding bah humbug Christmas song that I can think of. Uh So I wrote it and I did end up sending it to Bill um, at Hallmark Uh just so that he could hear it. I thought he would get a kick out of it. I didn't think it was right for a very merry mix up, but I released it that year and Hallmark was really nice about reposting it and spreading the word. And then to my shock, when, when we made the movie, um, which had originally, I think it was called The Honesty Trip. Yeah. Um, that movie, um, I'm Not Ready for Christmas. Bill got in touch with me and he said, hey, that song of yours, do you think we could use it as the theme song? And also we want to call the movie, I'm Not Ready for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> So that was totally how that happened. That's interesting. Because in fairness, the first time the the title doesn't have much to do with the movie. I mean, it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're kind of like, how did that all happen? <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a huge honor. And yeah, very much. It, and I loved, I loved making that movie. It was so much fun getting to getting to do all of that broad comedy where she can't uh-huh. control what's coming out of her mouth. I had so yeah. much fun with that. Yeah. I, that was a lot of fun. Although that niece, very demanding. <laughs> up on you. <laughs> like you're not yeah. even her mom. Like what? But you have to be at every function <laughs> or you're a terrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, as somebody who's also an an aunt that was uh like wow i'm not doing i'm not doing my part i don't think but uh well well, it was of course white lies it's not like right it wasn't yeah like she was telling terrible lies but (laughs) i i really appreciated the idea that she was starting to realize that the life she was living was kind of empty yeah 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 she'd uh, and she didn't even have to go away to the small town usually yeah, that's how that's right the, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the women who've lost their way in the city yeah. had to go to the small town <laughs> yeah. but, so that's pretty good we'd like to take a second from our interview with alicia and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast they are skylight frame and right now you can get a special holiday offer ten dollars off your purchase of a skylight frame you go to skylightframe.com enter code hallmark that's hallmark not hallmarkies you get ten dollars off and you go to skylightframe.com s-k-y-l-i-g-h-t-f-r-a-m-e.com enter code hallmark and we've had digital frames for a long time but there's never been one that is so easy to use as skylight frame people can you don't have to have it hooked up to your computer at all there's no usb cord required it's it's all digital and what's cool about this is that people can send by email photos to your frame directly to the frame and so you could be watching your frame and surprise there's a picture from uh, from a relative or friend and I think that's such a fun idea and it, it's thin it looks just like any other uh, picture frame 
and uh, the 100% satisfaction guarantee. And like I said, right now you can get $10 off your, your purchase of a skylight frame. Go to skylightframe.com, enter code Hallmark. That's skylightframe.com, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, enter code Hallmark. <laughs> I also really enjoyed the Mistletoe Inn. And uh, that it's interesting because I don't know if you you read the book that it's based on. I didn't ever. read the book. No, you're smart because the book is a real downer. <laughs> and, it is. And they, yes, and they work their magic on all of these Richard Paul Evans books and make them so Hallmark friendly, and uh, it's so much better. I do, I'm not a big fan of his books uh but okay I, so i went into it thinking like oh i don't know about this uh, but alicia witt's in it so it's gonna be funny and <laughs> <laughs> and then it was so good and i thought it did such a good job of talking about the different processes that writers go through uh for uh in in order to you know come up with their uh, their ideas and their writing and uh, I especially love that scene where he's trying to explain writing to you with this with the snowman yes and that scene I is so that good <laughs> that's really good that's and, a movie that yeah. I related very deeply to because of being a songwriter actually yeah, yeah and every time that character felt deep insecurity about her skill as a novelist uh-huh. it took me right back to all the things that I think stopped me from making music earlier and the fear that I had in the beginning of writing and releasing songs that nobody would listen and nobody would like them Mm because music like novel writing is super subjective and one person's cup of tea just isn't going to be another's and that's nothing to be taken personally, but it's hard not to take it personally. Sure. Yeah. Especially when it's, it's, uh, especially when it's one of those particularly personal songs, I can imagine that would be especially hard. Uh, And, you know, she'd gone through this, this hard breakup and her ex is right there. (laughs) And the thing we did love, I mean, talk about the contrast from the Peter Benson. So Casey Manderson and his, (laughs) his, he was hilarious in that movie. We loved him. It was so funny. I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he he cracked me up. Yeah. Absolutely cracked me up. I he's one of the funniest actors that I've worked with in one of these yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, and and it was fun you and David Alpay. I thought had nice chemistry. Uh and especially the whole sequence where you I'm sure it was Vancouver as New York, but when you go to New York, that whole part, I really enjoyed that whole part. Yeah. I did too. Mm-hmm. It was and good. I really related because New York feels that way to me. It's so much fun and yeah. so inspiring. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your new film, uh, the yes. Our Christmas Love Song. And, uh, and so, t- yeah, tell us a little bit about your character and, and uh, the story a little bit. So this one is, also really close to me because it's partly set in Nashville, which is where I live now. And she is a songwriter. She moved to Nashville from Madison, Indiana when she was, um, when she was quite young, like a young adult. And she's 
accused of plagiarizing a song from a woman that was her mentor when she first moved to Nashville. And she knows that that's not true. And in fact, she wrote this song with her dad, who has since passed away. But she wrote it when she was in high school and in all those years never released it, probably because it was too personal to her. Um, so she's stunned by this allegation and she realizes what it means is she has to go home to try and find the original sheet music and prove that this isn't true. Um, and she goes back home. She hasn't been home for Christmas since her dad passed away because it's felt too emotional. And while she's there, of course, she reconnects with her high school boyfriend yes. who is the one who got away and... He's played by the absolutely adorable and charming Brendan Hines, who is also a singer-songwriter like me. Mm. And so we have a couple of duets in the movie. And I also had the privilege of returning to the Grand Ole Opry to, um, to film one of the scenes that opens the movie as my oh, character wow. is performing at the Opry. And it's on a national Christmas special. So oh, that must have been surreal. Um, to be it, was, it was just, it was wonderful. I made my Opry debut three years ago okay. while I was oh, on cool. the show Nashville. Um, I didn't realize so that. I hadn't, yeah, that's, that was definitely a bucket list item. Yeah, for sure. And then to get to be on the stage and there's a scene in it where my character, Melody Jones, walks out and kind of takes it in and absorbs all that energy um, before sound check, before the audience arrives. And I certainly didn't need to do any acting in that moment. The Opry just, it lifts you up and fills you with, with warmth and sure. the energy of all the legendary artists who have taken that stage before. Mm -hmm. That's um, so exciting. So there, so, there's, Multiple yeah. songs. So it sounds like there'll be There's a couple multiple songs. songs. Yes. That's good. I did not write the songs for this one. They were written by Donovan Woods. Uh-huh. And we I kind of came on board this one a bit later because there's a movie that we're developing for it'll be on next year's slate now, but it's also a musical themed movie, mm -hmm. which I wrote the story for and and we've been hmm. developing the script, but it turned out the script was going to need another draft and we wanted to get it just right. So, um, so they ended up bringing me this one and I'm just so grateful that it all worked out the way it did because, because uh, if it hadn't, then I wouldn't have gotten to tell this story. And I feel really close to this character and I love the songs and um, oh, another fun thing is that I got to take guitar lessons for this. Oh. So you won't hear me play the guitar, but you will see me playing, and hopefully mm -hmm. I'll look like I know what I'm doing because <laughs> yeah. I'm a piano player, not a guitar player. Uh -huh. But thanks to the preparation for this movie, now I actually do know how to play the guitar a bit, and I'm I'm very committed to to actually – learning how to play it for real. I know quite a few chords now. Well, that's great. We're really, really excited <laughs> for the movie and look forward to it. So we like to end our interviews with some fun 
uh, kind of silly questions. So this is the holiday okay. edition. So the first okay. question is, what is your favorite holiday drink? My favorite holiday drink is vegan eggnog spiked with dark rum. Yeah, there we bourbon. go. Okay, good. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? My favorite holiday cookie or treat is vegan gingerbread cookies, which I know how to make. Oh, very good. We just need to get that gingerbread house. That's right. <laughs> okay, good. See, it must be the same recipe. Yeah. As long as they're, they're like firm enough to, you know, stand up well like a minor delightfully house. moist and tender so i don't know if they would <laughs> yeah. they're they're perfectly crispy and also moist so that, that probably sounds... isn't what you want for a gingerbread house. Yeah. maybe if you left them outside so they could get kind of hard on the deck so uh, what is your favorite christmas song or carol <sighs> i love I love Oh Holy Night, mm -hmm. just as a standard. And I also, I love Barry Manilow's For the Children. Mm, I think good. it's called For the Children. I know the one you're talking about. Light the yeah. light shine, tonight the stars shine for the children. It makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Christmas, that's what yeah. it's called. Okay, it's yeah. Christmas. Oh, also, I, uh, We Need a Little Christmas from MAME. That's... Oh, the that's song fun. I've been listening to since I was a child while the tree is getting decorated. Mm. For me, it's more about the music. That's what I get super excited about. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so, Pigwin, Scrooge or the Grinch that you like better? Scrooge. Okay, good. Uh, clear lights or colored? I like them both. Okay. I like I like colored on the tree, and then I like clear outside. Great. On the bushes and around the house. Okay, good. Uh, would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Build a snowman. Okay. Uh, would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper? No. Terrible. <laughs> but I enjoy it. Yeah. I can always same. tell which gifts I wrapped because they look like a four-year-old did it. <laughs> yeah. I try so hard, though. I really do. Yeah. So last question, what is, do you have an ugly Christmas sweater and well, what does it look like you do? I have one that my beloved friend Jen gave me that she'd probably be mad if I said it was an ugly Christmas sweater, but <laughs> it says, I think it says jingle, 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 and it's gray and jingle is in gold sparkly writing. Ooh. And it says mm -hmm. it three times across the front and I wouldn't, I wouldn't probably wear it outside the house, but it's super comfortable. Yeah. Well, that sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sweatshirt, well, ugly Christmas sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, very good. You passed the test. We'll allow you to keep making <laughs> Christmas movies. <laughs> Yay. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. This was great. I really enjoyed talking with you. And so do you, have, do you have a social media that you'd like to share? Yes. I'm Alicia Witty on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, I'm just Alicia Witt. Alicia.Witt, I think. Okay, I great. I have a little check mark by it, though, so you know it's me. 
Okay, great. We'll have all that in the description section. People definitely should follow you on all the social medias. And thanks again for taking time out to talk with us and good luck on the new movie and uh, all your other creative endeavors. And uh, so we'd love to uh, have you on again sometime and, and, and we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Me too. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you. Yeah. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> really like to thank Alicia for coming on the podcast. It was such an honor to get to talk with her. Uh, please let us know your thoughts on all the different things we talked about in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your feedback and you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media and on iTunes and YouTube and at Rotten Tomatoes. And you can follow the podcast, all of our social media on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that as well. And also consider becoming a patron of the channel. That's how we were able to do all these interviews and have so much fun. We really, really appreciate it. And that information will all be in the description section. We also have our merch store, which has really great uh, exclusive designs by artist Jessica Miller. So definitely check that out. The link in the description. So thanks again, Alicia. We really appreciate it. And Merry Christmas.